0: I'm Cora, and welcome back to my podcast, Filmmaking. Actually, (laughs) ta-da! So I wanted to do a little episode on networking, because I feel like it's really important in today's world as, well, anything. I know film festivals and all that are on hold, and the future is uncertain, but there are still so many other ways to connect as a filmmaker, I figured it was still worth it to just put this out there for now. And I'll probably come back to this later once there's more, like, solidity... Is that a word? Solidity? (laughs) Once there's more solidity in how the creative world will be moving forward. But first of all, there's this idea, especially for creatives, that in order to be a pick a specific sort of corner of the creative world, you need to know how to do everything. So like if you're an actor, you have to also be a cinematographer and an editor and a makeup artist and a hairstylist and all that. Now, yes, especially in this sort of post-COVID world where there's a lot of self-tapes and a lot of self-filming, that all really helps. But you can do a lot by collaborating with other people. You don't have to do it all by yourself. And honestly, it's usually a lot better when you don't. Having individual people able to do each function allows them to devote their full attention to that thing. While that isn't to say that one person can't do an amazing job by themselves, because that's obviously been proven over and over again, it's just like anything in life. We all have the same 24 hours in a day, and if one person has to worry about everything— They just don't have time to give the same attention to detail that they would if, say, 10 people were working on the same thing. So don't ever feel like you're, you know, admitting to your own inadequacy by having people help you or work with you. Or, you know, if it's something where you're like, I'm doing this all by myself, make sure you give yourself the time to give the attention to every little detail that you would were there to be individual people only focusing on those individual things. So, first, I'm going to go back to that word collaboration. You know, what does that mean? I see it all the time on Facebook posts and Facebook groups and all that stuff where someone is looking to collaborate, quote unquote, on something. It usually means I'm looking for people who want to work on my project for free and do what I want for me, and I will give you a piece of the resultant art, which is not actual collaboration. Collaborating as artists has kind of become a buzzword, and I personally think that sucks. I mean, technically, yeah, collaboration means to work together to create something. So technically, every artistic endeavor as a team of people is a collaboration. But it also carries with it the idea that everyone has creative input. Now, a couple of episodes ago, I talked a bit about business and rates and how that works in the world of creativity. Collaboration is actually a big part of that. On the one hand, having a friend with a cool camera rig or other gear come shoot your project so they can get cool footage for their reel is great, but if their intention is to get cool footage, their heart might not totally be in the project and getting the shots that best tell your story. Even if those shots don't look great on their reel, it may be the shots that you need. So the first thing to do when looking to connect with collaborators, honestly, is just be transparent. Want to use someone's gear for free in exchange for footage for their reel? Great! make sure that the exact shot list that you want is outlined ahead of time and make sure the shoot day or shoot days or whatever includes some time to get some money shots for their reel outside the project. You know, maybe you'll end up using those shots in your thing too, maybe you won't, but at least the cards are on the table and it's super transparent. You have a shot list you need and they have flashy stuff that they want and you're able to get both and you don't end up sort of locking horns at this kind of, your hearts are in two different places and you're trying to do the same project together. And that brings me to what the biggest part of networking is, in my opinion. Networking is about building connections. It is not about what can you do for me for free, or even just what can you do for me. So many people, especially in film or the arts in general, have this idea of like, I need a fill in the blank professionally, Who can do it for free? And they want to quote unquote network so they can use their network to get and make free stuff. That isn't how networking works. (laughs) A network, by definition, is a group or system of interconnected people or things. Interconnected. So it's like a two way street. One thing Spacey and I are known for is we have a giant network. And I don't just mean like a million Facebook friends or whatever, but actually people we know and work with and who know us and will work with us in return. Majority of these people, we actually did meet through film festivals or Facebook groups or LinkedIn, actually. But those networks are two way streets. And when we collaborate on a project, the idea is collaboration, meaning both sides are contributing and both sides are going to get something out of it, whether it's, you know, one side is hiring the other and they're going to get paid, or where one side is contributing a lot artistically and the other one gets to keep the artistic project. But it's all very transparent and kept kind of in the forefront of the conversation. When you're creating a network, you can't go around looking to give the work for your project to someone else. You know, hey, can you get us funding? I'm just going to give you this project and you find the money for it and come back to me when it's funded. Or can you produce my movie? I've got a great idea. You produce it for me. I have an idea. Can you bring it to life for me? Honestly, those are the most annoying questions to be asked because. If someone actually is producing films, not only did they go through all of the time and effort and learning curves of learning how to do that, but they're probably already busting their butts to make their own projects happen. And then to just be kind of dumped with, here, can you make this for me? This is probably the one time I will say where a network can come into an awesome, like sort of collaborative unification, if you will, is let's say you're a college student and you're an actress and you're at film school and you know writers and people who want to be directors and people who want to be cinematographers and people who want to be, you know, gaffers or grips or whatever, or are willing to do those things. Directors need people to direct and they need stories to be directed. Writers need actors to perform their words and they need directors to bring it all to life. You can find yourself a group of people that are at the same place in their career and are looking to kind of learn and grow together and want to come together to make something with the idea of we're all gonna fill in the holes for each other, but someone in there is going to have to be the producer and they're gonna have to kind of bring the baby to life, (laughs) if you will. So, you know, it's one thing to just get hired to do something and that's different, but it's another thing when people just want Like, to connect with you so that you will use all of your hard-earned experience and your connections to do free stuff for them. These are my tips for networking, and I don't know why I'm big on lists right now, but I made a list, so here it is. Number one, networking is a two-way street. Don't just look at how you can benefit from other people, but how can you help them? Number two, actually put that first. Never be afraid to be kind to someone else. You can never be wrong by being kind. If they take advantage of you or hurt you because of your kindness, that was their mistake, not yours. 3. Be responsibly kind. Like I said in the episode about the business side of all of this, you have a responsibility to yourself to charge a proper rate and to make sure the people you work with are paid or fairly exchanged with. You know, can you cover someone's gas? Can you buy them lunch? Can you make them lunch? Can you send them cookies? <laughs> be realistic about what you can afford and support your network by contributing to it. You know, a photographer trading prints with a model—that's viable and awesome. But you have to be upfront. You know, as a photographer, this is the specific look that I'm going for. Maybe the model wants another look. Let her do that look and take some extra shots. Just or him. Uh, let them have that look and take a couple of shots of what they wanted to, or whatever. But you can't just go around looking for people to do things for you and give things to you and constantly be on this, like, self thing. It it has to be an actual collaboration where everybody is contributing in some way to each other. And part of that involves not letting yourself be taken advantage of either. If you find yourself really pouring your heart and soul into a project, know when to pull the brakes and know when to either solidify a contract or get a payment or whatever. Um, There is a lot of the art world that kind of involves free work, putting together a spec, putting together a pitch, putting together a plan. All of that usually happens before a deposit comes. But if it doesn't look like that deposit is coming, you may want to shift your gear because you're going to put as much effort and energy into the next thing as you would into this. And number four, this is, Probably the hardest thing I've ever learned, and I still struggle with this. You have to be nice to everyone. I don't totally struggle with that, but I struggle with the idea that you don't have to be their friend or work with them. Not everyone is going to get along. They just aren't, and that's literally okay. You can meet someone, not click, and move on. The best example I realized recently, and this is for fellow fans of The Office, (laughs) if you haven't watched The Office and you want to watch The Office... There are some spoilers ahead. Just like fast forward a minute or two. If you've seen The Office, you know everyone loves Jim and Pam. Jim is like the perfect guy. He's so sweet and amazing and wonderful and like the best guy ever to Pam. I mean, so much so that in the last episode, one of the questions at the panel is, Pam, how could you not realize how great Jim is? But remember the character played by Amy Adams? To her... Jim was a jerk who strung her along on-again-off-again dating and then randomly breaks up with her on a boat where she is stuck for the rest of the night and she doesn't know anybody else. Total jerk move, Jim. And then there's Karen. She moved to Scranton to be with Jim. And to her, he was never fully committed. He totally broke her heart. She cried forever over him. He would do things like he made her stay living at a hotel instead of agreeing to her getting an apartment down the street from him because it was, quote, too close to his place. He lied about liking Pam. I mean, he was a total jerk boyfriend. But to Pam, Jim was pretty perfect. And You know, obviously, he was a really bad fit for these other women. So long term, it was better for them that he broke up with them. But to some people, it's just not going to work. And to some, it's going to be a perfect fit. And that's okay. As long as you're not like actually being a jerk to everyone or breaking the law or doing toxic things. And the people around you are just like terrified of you. So they kiss your butt all day long. Like that's not healthy. But if you're a good person it's okay to just connect with the people who kind of go with your flow. Find people you can contribute to and learn from and work to build up the people around you. And stay in touch with the people you meet. You know, even if it's only like once every six months, you like go through the pile of business cards that you've collected and you send them an email. Or maybe you actually have a little email list and you send out updates or you go through social media and send a little, hey, how's it going? Just wanted to say hi. Hope things are well. Let me know if you need anything. Like, There was one person, we'd literally message each other on LinkedIn like a year apart. Like one would message and then because neither of us were really on LinkedIn, six months later, (laughs) the other one would reply and then forever later, the other one would reply. I mean, that's not for everyone, but hey, it worked for us. Literally after several years of this, we ended up actually connecting and we actually worked on a couple projects together. So you never know. The most important thing about networking is to do it to connect with people genuinely and don't just do it to see what you can get out of it. This sounds super like high and mighty and whatever, but live to be of service to others. You know, it's okay to be hired for your work, but work to help facilitate others while working on your own dreams. I feel like especially in the creative world, if we all did that, we would just be lifting each other up a lot more and it would be more of like a You know, how can we help each other and how can we collaborate together in actual collaboration? Um, So, yeah, that's a simple thing. Um, I just realized I didn't actually cover, like, how do you network? Like, where do you find people? Honestly, go to Vistaprint. (laughs) I'm not paid. They're not a sponsor. That's just a thing. Wait for them to have a sale where it's like 20 bucks for 500 business cards or if, you know, you don't think you're going to use that many, it's like $10 for 100 or whatever. Spend 10 bucks on business cards. Make a business card that's got your name and some basic contact info. Make it super generic if you're not sure like what your actual career path is going to be. Go places. Like once, you know, film festivals and things like that are happening again, bring them with you. Carry them in your purse. I've given my business card out to the most random people because we just get to talking and they're like, oh, you do blah, 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 blah. And I go, oh yeah, here. And I give them our card. You can also ask people for their cards. If they don't have a card, you can connect up with them on social media. Um, You can also join Facebook groups. That's a little bit less like successful um, in my opinion, because usually if somebody has time to be living on Facebook, they aren't usually doing a lot. (laughs) I mean, it depends. Sometimes there are some people who are really active and really busy in life and they're also on Facebook a lot, but a lot of those groups I've found anyway that a lot of those groups are do things for me. How can you help me? (laughs) I need this. So just kind of find your way in that carefully. But yeah, when you're at places, once the world is open again, and you're able to actually connect with people, start conversations, go to not just your own film screening. If you're at a festival, go to other film screenings, go up afterwards and talk to the filmmakers, go to any of the mixers that um, most festivals have once those are happening again. For now, there's a lot of like Zoom calls and um, live chats and things like that where you can connect with people. So I would just look for those as well um, and just find ways to meet people. It does kind of suck. You do kind of have to be a little extroverted. For me personally, I usually end up standing in the corner terrified and then my husband like talks me into talking to somebody and as soon as I get going, I'm okay. But um, it may mean that before you can network, you just have to find one person who can help you talk to people (laughs) or who can talk to people for you or whatever. So yeah, anyway. Kind of short and sweet hopefully it's helpful i know it's kind of all over the place and very vague but those things were kind of on my mind and i just wanted to share stay tuned for future episodes Um, be sure to like and subscribe and all of that stuff trying to get these out more regularly it may be kind of like this where i record a bunch and just release them all at once um, I'm trying to get onto a, a pattern of every Monday, but feel free to reach out if you have any questions or if there's something we've covered that you want to know more about, you can reach us at filmmakingactually@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Space Dream Productions and on Facebook at Space Dream Productions. Okay, I think that's it. Bye! You've been listening to Filmmaking Actually with Coralinda, Space Dream Productions podcast. Subscribe to us on any or all the podcast platforms, but we especially recommend our sponsor, Anchor. If you like what you hear, leave us five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps more listeners like you discover the show. But the best thing you can do if you really like the show is tell a friend. Want to leave a comment or ask a question? Email at filmmakingactually at gmail. Com. This is Spacey speaking, and remember, the opposite of networking is not working. Get it? And we'll see you next time.